Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to fuck shit up. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Jake Stewart? And I'm Matt. And this is the Nuclear Fridge. <laughs> it's completely insane. You guys are idiots. Do you have nuclear weapons? In the fridge. Is that nuclear waste? This whole fridge is a joke. Honey, you are a regular nuclear meltdown. You and I are not so different. Stupid fridge guys. Well, do each his own. Go to school, boys. Hello and welcome to Talking Ted Lasso, your weekly Ted Lasso podcast. I'm your host, Matt Paget. And today I am joined by my two beautiful co-hosts, Jake Decker. Hello. Uh, one of us hasn't seen Ted Lasso, and it's not me. It's well, me. That's going to be rough <laughs> for Stuart Gears. <laughs> Still haven't watched it. Heard well, it's good. It, from you why'd guys, you mostly. join the Ted Lasso podcast? Stuart? I didn't know we were doing a Ted Lasso. I mean, you know, I thought it was just the new name of the podcast. I didn't think we'd talk about Ted Lasso. So. Yeah, I just thought it sounded cool. Yeah, you know. the Talking Ted. The talk- <laughs> Wasn't there a show called The Talking Dead? Yes, that, <laughs> I, that would have been. Nice. Was with Chris Hardwick. With Chris oh, Hardwick god. in an audience. Oh god! Have you guys uh, ever listened to the Chris Hardwick interview with Harrison Ford? It is the funniest thing in the world because Chris Hardwick is being a dumb nerd, being like, "Oh, I love you in Star Wars," and Harrison Ford is just like, "I don't give a shit." I wish I wasn't here and shut the hell up. Like it is all Chris Hardwick talking. I was never in Star Wars. Pretty much. It is amazing. I highly recommend. I think it's like a Nerdist podcast episode. I remember I was working in a in, in a warehouse at the time listening to it and I was dying laughing because it was just so like wonderfully awkward. Wonderfully awkward. Yes. That's awesome. I uh <laughs> I love Harrison. I, Ford. I I don't like Chris Hardwick's show. LOL. And it's I hate just Chris Hardwick. So I've I've never uh, heard of. LOL. Oh no, it's it's called At Midnight. Sorry, I I just he's always LOL. LOL. I'm in that show. <laughs> I don't LOL. know. Man. That's a jump from At Midnight. I uh, know. I know. Okay. Sorry. I'm watching too much documental, and documental is LOL in uh, English speaking countries. I think. Uh, but anyway, guess what else I watched? And it, maybe, you, maybe you guessed at the top of this episode, uh, Maligma. Uh, we are going to get to Maligma, but first I, we have to talk about Ted Lasso, uh, and spoil everything before Stuart. Is it a show <laughs> to really spoil? Uh, yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. I would say that there are huge spoilers in that show. Should I, that, should that I would have tune ruined out the show for a for bit me. so you guys could talk? No, 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 we're, no not, we're not going to talk, talk spoilers. I don't mind. I don't mind. I'm just, I'm just going to say I fucking started watching that show Friday night. I, I'd seen one episode prior and then I was like, you know what? Got nothing to do Friday night. Let's watch another episode. And my plan was to watch a, a episode before moving on to something else and <laughs> and then come sun sa- <laughs> come saturday morning i'm done i'm d- <laughs> i'm caught up so now i'm waiting weekly like everyone what? else and it's two seasons right it's the, yeah the it's two season is season. airing right or the, the two season the second season is airing right now <laughs> yeah uh 
it's fucking excellent, man. I I'm shocked at how well written that show is. And uh, just how much I fucking cried during the entire fucking thing, pretty much. Pussy. Well, you know, I'm that's just kidding. That's just who I am. There Jake. was just I'm... a moment of silence, and I had to say something. <laughs> and that was the only thing. That, I wanted uh, to say something, sense. but I was like, "Oh, maybe he's going to continue." So it is. It is a very emotional show. I will say, Matt. I won't spoil anything, but the dart scene might be one of my favorite scenes, like ever yeah it is so good it, that was really it's fucking so well good. written like i don't think i've ever been more like hyped from uh it's so good the dart scene Stuart. when you're watching it you'll know when it's gonna happen and it is so good the uh i really like the stand-up bass scene as well just in terms of uh that's when that's when i was really impressed by the show uh i <laughs> the character's beard in that scene uh <laughs> um i I'm, I'm just so fucking shocked that the show is like super respectful to all of its characters like everyone makes jokes and you think oh this is the character everyone's gonna shit on for the entire show but then they actually like humanize that character and he's actually like one of the more successful characters on the show like in terms of just having his shit together and having like a great life and they they have a running joke with him at the moment in the series but the reason that running joke is a thing is because he is such a nice guy that he put himself in that position um basically like he doesn't have an office so he's trying to find a place in the building to work so he's in a closet in one scene he's somewhere else on another scene um but they respect the character enough to where that is his fucking choice and he's okay with it. And it's such a small fucking thing. And I don't, I, this show is really fucking well written and it's helped out a lot by just how badly written sitcoms are because you think this is going to go one way all the fucking time. Like, yeah, well, I couldn't fucking believe how many times I was just subverted based on how TV shows are supposed to work. And this show just does not follow that rule, which is, it's just fucking great. That, that was my favorite thing about season one in particular, was there were all these threads that you were like, all right, this is going to cause drama. And it just doesn't like, not in like a, not in like a way where they forget about that thread altogether, but they acknowledge it and they almost just move on with it. Like so fast that they just move on to the next thing that it, it, it's weird because that that description doesn't sound like good writing, but in my opinion, I just love how it subverts it. Like I I don't yeah. know. There's so many situations in season one that happen. And you're like, all right, this is what's gonna happen because it's a comedy show. They're trying to set up drama, and they just don't do it. They find the drama in something else, and it works so much better. Yeah, and I honestly I think it's human in that way because totally. I I watch a, I'll watch a movie where like there's a misunderstanding and then the the husband and the wife are are on the out so they don't talk to each other for a while and the husband's like oh well i got to deal with these aliens invading how am i going to explain this to my wife uh that i wasn't cheating on her i was actually just trying to stop the aliens and it's like oh why don't you just say hey this is what happened but like that never happens in movies because they need to cause drama they need to f like fabricate some kind of strife between the two characters 
And this show just is way more realistic for how unrealistic the premise is. And it's very much like, oh, you know what? Let's let's work together and let's move past this problem together. Like, it, it's fucking blew my mind. Like, <laughs> how many times that happened where people were just like understanding and and it's still made for great TV. Like, I I I think it's fucking incredible and uh, especially as a dude who who is very pro male m- mental health, just in terms of like. Hey, men need help with mental health too. We need to support each other. This show is just like kind of the show men need. Like it it sounds cheesy, but like it, it it's a show made for men to like heal themselves almost cuz it fucking got, helped me work through some shit and it's I don't know, man. I'm I'm really fucking impressed by it. I I think Twitter did a bad job of pitching it of as just a like this show is really positive. And you and Callie Jake pitched it to me, um, and I was just like, all right, I'll check this out. And fuck, dude, I got so fucking hooked. Yeah, I remember when I first started watching it. Like, I started one night and then went to bed and couldn't sleep so i just pulled up apple tv on my phone because that's basically all i could play apple tv on and i just stayed up to like 3 a.m watching episodes until i'd caught up it's really good man really really good stewart season one is one of my favorite first seasons of a show i've seen oh yeah dude and and honestly like i was kind of like bracing myself for season two i was i was expecting all this terrible stuff like i thought like they by the way people were talking about it on social media, I thought it was going to be like, oh, Ted Lasso's drinking now and he's beating the players. And <laughs> like, I thought it was going to go in the exact opposite direction and make everyone super abusive. Um, so there were a few scenes early on in season two where I was really worried. But I think season two is still great. Yeah, I'm I'm into it. I think the biggest the biggest issue with season two for people is that they can't binge watch it because I feel like no one watched Ted Lasso the first season week to week. I feel like everyone binged it because I feel like people caught on pretty late and then sat through and watched it all and then they were super excited for season two and then slowly realized that they are not going to be able to see everything in one sitting like they did before, which to be fair is a bit rough. Like I wish I could just sit down and watch it all, but uh I don't think it takes away from the show at all that I have to watch it week by week. Yeah, I, I think the sh- like the episodes are really fucking dense. Like a lot happens, man. It's they are they've been getting longer too. I don't know if you noticed, but the latest episode yeah. is like forty five <laughs> minutes long. And I was like, wait yeah. a second, I this was not. Uh, this is started out as like what twenty eight minute episodes, twenty six minute episodes. Yeah, I, I I feel like as soon as I started season two, I was like, oh, extra five minutes, and then like every episode got like a minute longer or something like that it's uh that's the way to do it yeah i agree i fucking agree and it's like make your make your episodes longer once you've sold me on the premise yes it, honestly and and because of those short 30 minute episodes like no longer it it's so easy just to fly through season one and just like eat that shit like candy yeah uh but yeah no i and i think that one more thing i'll say about it is I love how it, it like, it's very patient with its storytelling. It'll, like, plant seeds 
and you'll go, oh, that was, uh, that th- th- you'll notice a scene, and you'll go, huh. And then it'll pick it up a few episodes later, and uh, specifically with one character, Nate, his story has been told very slowly, and uh, I'm, I'm super excited to see where it goes. Agreed. Stuart, watch it. Yeah, dude. You fucking need to watch Will it. Will do. Will do. I, 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 I invited you to my Apple family, <laughs> and you didn't accept. Matt did. Yeah, dude. I'm part of Jake's Apple family. Yeah, Matt's part of my whole family, and now you. It's because I'm on. I'm on. I gotta look how it works because I'm on one, so I don't know if it. Well, then has how anything... come you haven't watched it yet? Well, you don't want to be a part of our Apple family because I don't. Because I don't have. Because there's no well, Apple TV it, in it. Accept the invite I sent you, and then you'll be in. You'll be able to watch Apple TV. Just switch families. Okay. I'll. I'll. I'll I might do that. I might endanger or abandon mine. Excuse me. <clears throat> But yes, I, I I do want I do genuinely want to watch it. I, I like Jason Sudeikis, and I've heard nothing but good things from you guys and others. So I'll definitely give it a give it a shot. Just remember, once you pop, you can't stop. Good good to know. Binge it. Uh, how how many episodes is are, is like the first season? Eight, ten. ten? Yeah, it's ten, and then is I think 10? season two is twelve. Supposed to be twelve. Twelve or thirteen. Okay. I thought there were three more episodes. That's not season. that's not terrible. Yeah, yeah it's it's uh. It's it's a fucking good show. I'm fucking impressed. I had like <clears throat> three or four people message me since the last episode asking if I'd watched Ted Lasso. And they they were all like, hey, so have you, che- have you checked out Ted Lasso yet? I'm like, I checked out all of Ted Lasso. <laughs> uh, it's it's a great it out in a I checked show. out every inch of Ted yeah, Lasso. Yeah, it's excellent. From his toes, every to oh his, dude, I would his mustache. Man. Yeah, it, and it's legitimately funny, man. I was not expecting to laugh. I was expecting more of a heartwarming thing. But uh, Jason Sudeikis, man, still a really funny fucking dude. And I and I, I fucking feel like this is his apex mountain, his role, his lifetime role. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like it's his baby. I feel like this is something he's been wanting to do for a while. Because I know he. Uh, created it and i think he writes a lot of the episodes right right yeah highly recommend if, you, if you're listening and you haven't seen it yet uh well you better because this is a ted lasso podcast now every week for the next 22 weeks we're going over the uh entire series one episode per show we're gonna dive into the nitty-gritty do like little fun facts tell you all about the making of the episode uh, and I, I hope you'll join us for the ride. There goes our last five listeners. <laughs> it was nice knowing y'all. No, we, we are definitely not being a t- talking Ted or whatever. Uh, that is this a good is name, still... though. That is a really good name. <laughs> that is a good name. If you if there was to have a sh- if they were to have a show like that with the cast and crew, oh yeah, they I absolutely agree. should call. Uh, it that. But yeah, check it out. I like it. Uh, after Ted Lasso, I binged Castlevania, which was fucking awesome. <laughs> that was the exact opposite of Ted Lasso, but uh, not I, good. I, I thought, oh no! I mean, just in terms of like, it's not a feel-good show. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. It is very violent. Uh, probably the best animation I've ever seen in my life. Uh, really fucking good. Have you seen Castle uh, the whole entire of Castlevania? No, I haven't. I'm, I, I'm just, no, I'm saying like that's an 
that's a big thing to say. I believe. No, I I just want to say you need you need to see Castlevania. You would fucking love it. Add that to my watch list as well. Four seasons. They're done. Uh, the season the episodes are pretty short. They're like 25, 30 minutes long, and uh, I I love it. I'm super excited for where they go with it, and uh, I think they fucking nailed it, man. I I was really surprised. If you're not if you're not someone who's really into like the games, can, is it still enjoyable? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, Jake and I have a friend who's really into the games, and he hates it. Uh, <laughs> and most people uh, who love it have never played the games. So, what's what, what game is the show based on? Uh, the show is based on uh, Castlevania Three and Curse of Darkness. Um, I, I was not expecting a serious answer. I was just being a shit. Oh, <laughs> so but basically, you, the the world of Castlevania. Uh, it's basically like each game is a new Belmont fighting Dracula. And then there are some spinoff games where it's like a different character in the world of Castlevania. And this, this follows basically Trevor Belmont, Saifa Belnades and, uh, Alucard and Alucard. And those guys met in Castlevania three and, you know, they fight Dracula and stuff. It's, it's fucking cool. Just take my word for it. And, uh, and check it out. It's fucking legit as hell, man violent as fuck if you, if you like blood in your cartoons Stuart, you'll love this yeah I'll, no I, i'll give it a shot man I... boobies too i'm trying to i'm trying to convince you boobies you said <laughs> boobies animated boobies and p i don't see you i don't think you see any penises because penis no one wants to see a penis i do oh oh well then what's the point well Matt? i don't think you see a penis unfortunately i'm sorry guys it's like that sunny episode where they uh, go to the board meetings and ask why you don't see uh, thunder guns. Yeah, oh. it's such a good episode. <laughs> I love it's always sunny so much. That's that's the best show ever made. So good. I uh, there <laughs> there are many mornings where I'll start my my morning off with Psycho Killer just because of that fucking show. <laughs> uh, but enough about what i'm watching we all watched something that we were i thought i think we were all fucking really excited for just because maligma maligma balls uh we watched malignant <laughs> directed by james gunn who made saw insidious and the conjuring and aquaman was that an intentional joke uh what do you mean oh i meant james James one sorry (laughs) i thought it was a joke okay (laughs) i just want to see if we had another oopsie or if you were joking it was an oopsie (laughs) we got a second oopsie fucking oops all over myself uh guys i'm gonna hand it off to jake or should we hand it off to stewart who knows man i I think stewart I think no, no. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna let you pilot this segment, Stuart. Tell us about *Malignant*. What the fuck is this thing? It's it's new enough. I don't really even want to get into really what the movie's about because I think the best thing about the movie is to go in not knowing what it's about. <laughs> I would just say it's about uh, a it's like a murder mystery mixed with James Wan's flavor of like, is it a demon? Is it a ghost? Is it this? Is it that? Kind of. Like what's going on? Horror take. Yeah, it's it's 
it's it's very much as far story wise, it's very much like a Italian giallo, like mystery horror movie. Um, in other ways, however, though, it's extremely over the top to the point of yeah. being like, almost like a super fucking movie, cheesy, which I absolutely love about it. Uh, and then I, I today is the first day my brother asked me about it. Um, and he was like, I'm hearing nothing but bad things about oh, it. Oh, really? And I didn't realize this movie yeah, like kind of apparently divisive. The only reason I could see it being this divisive is if people were going in expecting a, a Conjuring movie, which from the trailers, to be fair, kind of put it in that direction. But if anything, it made me like the movie that much more because it was a pleasant surprise that it wasn't that. Uh it's it's a really weird it's a really weird movie because it's there's just so much going on with it and i mean i i truly did i i i loved the movie like i didn't even just mildly like it like i was so into it it Uh, is amazing that what is it warner bros greenlit that film i know seriously it is like i i thought it was i i loved it like i had no idea what that movie was about i don't think i even saw any of the trailers i just saw like posters saying james wan malignant hbo yeah like, all literally right, all i need to know to go watch it uh so i watched it yeah knowing nothing about it uh and like fr- i feel like that first scene sets the tone pretty well where it's like okay this movie is not gonna take itself too seriously and it's gonna be kind of schlocky uh but then it like transitions to like typical james wan ish film like creepy house and like very well shot, like well lit, uh, uh, clean scene, like horror scenes. And then it does go back into that schlockiness that is, it's really good. I enjoyed the hell out of it. It's a great way to really just (laughs) really give it to you at the end of the movie. Because, yeah, there is that portion of the movie. It's very much a typical James Wan movie. And that's not a criticism. Like it's it's, it's well done still. It's me. James Wan's a great director and writer. Did you like the 12 minutes shot? Oh. I know. <laughs> I know, right? That's the thing. The movie's got great great cinematography. There's awesome That's that's James Wan, man. But that's like what's crazy cuz like that shot alone probably costed more than like 10 giallo films combined. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's giallo, it's really only like it in just there's certain scenes yeah. aesthetically it looks a bit like a giallo film in the story it's but other than that is. it's v- it's more exploit yeah it's more well, the killer is very giallo like it's the black glove killer and you don't know who they are and it's like the kills are very brutal and you don't see the kills really well you see the first sorry yeah, you, you see i was you thinking about <laughs> No, 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 no. The first kill you do not see. The first I was thinking about the first kill where, where you see her. Yeah, but you see her behind a cabinet and you just see him smashing something and then blood spraying. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The second kill you straight up see. I mean, you see it, but almost basically like that's the thing. Like I, a hundred percent agree. Like there is Jalo elements to the movie because I know he said this is like his like take on a giallo type film but it goes so batshit and it's so goddamn sleek because it's james wan and that's just how he shoots movies that it goes it's 
it just goes so over the top that it, it goes into that like yeah like jake and i were saying like grindhouse exploitation because it it, it does not hold back with gore yeah, at all it, it's it's amazing like i was expecting some cuts that did not cut and i this was like holy spoilery, shit but my favorite <laughs> shot or one of my favorite things was the chair throw from across the room yes just completely oh, incredible. But, but the amazing. shot was so great, too. The shot made it look even more ridiculous because it was just like this super <laughs> wide shot and this chair flying across the room and just knocking those people out. It's so funny. It's, it is, it's so funny, too, because it's also it's such a quick shot. Like, you see them grab a chair and then it, it like within that like same second just gets flung. And most of the movie's wide shots, too. So it's great to just see, like, all that action take place in one shot. Uh, yeah, man. And the other thing, too, with it, which I, I was really happy with, was um, a shout-out to Joseph Bashara who did the score. Uh, he did the score Insidious, right? for for ins- the first Insidious and The Conjurings. I'm not sure about the third one. Maybe he did. Um, but this movie, hit the score is great. It definitely fits. Like it, 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 he got to play around with it a bit more. I mean, it's a very different movie, like we said, with the than the Conjuring. It's not nothing like a Conjuring movie, except maybe you know just certain elements. But it uh, it kicks, and then they even got uh, there's an electronic rock band um, that are actually really good. That they I I didn't realize it was them because it was I guess it's like a bonus track on an album of theirs. But Cell Dweller did like that opening oh, credit scene. Right like right after like the craziness and i was like man this sounds like really badass i don't think this is joseph bashara though and it ended up it wasn't uh so shout out to cell dweller because it's actually a good band shout out to safari riot uh for their remix of where is my mind oh yes <laughs> that oh, yeah. kept coming back over which, and which over and over blended <laughs> Really I didn't even well. notice it until like the very end. But it blended well. well I was I, the first time it came up, I was just like, "Oh, this is a cool version of Where's My Mind," and then it happened like three or four more times. Yeah. And every time it happened after that, my brother and I just kept cracking up laughing because <laughs> it was so fucking good. Like there was there was like three or four zooms or like zooms out. Where that song would play while a character reacted to the scene around them, it was fucking incredible. <laughs> it's it 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 was like this movie's version of like yes, a song moment. Song play. Like God, but no, it it is a I I mean, like I said, I I definitely could see people being put off by it being like more schlocky. But for those people who do like that type of movie, I, I couldn't recommend this movie. more. I feel like the thing with that is that uh, with with horror, like I, I feel like it started with It Follows and kind of supercharged with Get Out. And I like both of those movies a lot. But I feel like a lot of people approached horror from those movies and said, oh, now horror is good because horror is smart. And they came to the genre in every horror movie needs to have a message and every horror movie needs to be like a metaphor for something else. And I'm like, Hey, horror has been that for fucking decades. Like horror has had political meanings forever. It's just not super in your face. And like, 
if you watched horror, you would have gotten that. But now people look at horror and say, oh, horror needs to be smart and horror needs to be this, this and that. And that's why you get movies like Candyman where they really hit you over the head with basic themes. And then you come to like James Wan, who is making the dumbest movie he's ever made in just pure like fun, overacting craziness. And then people go, oh, well, this is like uncultured and this is like beneath us. And I feel like that is contributing to the negativity around this film because people forget that horror should be fun. I mean, I mean, it can be both. To be fair, though, is that I feel like when you get about halfway through this film, I won't spoil the statistic or that what happens. But like when you when the chase scene starts, it kind of veers from horror like at that point i was like all right this is not really a horror film this is just schlock well i mean i think it i think it is i just don't think it's 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 very much just though like an old like 70s exploitation horror film it's not a jump out of your seat let's create a shit ton of i guess like a it's not body horror that's the thing horror is not just like yeah it's not like uh it's got kind of like uh uh um Fucking shit! What's that old movie? Uh, yeah, basket oh, yeah. case. Basket case. Kinda. I mean, it's it's di- I mean, it's different. But 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 my point is though is like, I like a lot of really serious horror movies with messages. That's great. But you can have movies like this too, which is like why I think it's a shame and a loss for those people who will write this movie off because of that. Uh, I mean, if you're going in wanting scares, this well, is not and also that movie. I think like. I don't know when this movie is written because I know he doesn't. He didn't write the script. I'm sure he had. He contributed a lot, but oh, he didn't write the script. Uh, him and him and his fiance at the time wrote the story, but I don't think he wrote the script. Yeah, someone came. I think he basically laid down the like the plot and the what happens. Oh, and then someone okay. else came in just to like write the script. I also liked how useless like the side characters are in this movie. They like their stories are so pointless there's no arc to them they just show up say their lines and like the delivery's so dumb but it's just like it all works yes like the the cop is like there is no character development to him at all he's just like there to push the plot along he's just a cop trying to trying to solve a case that's it and the sister like the sister kind of does but like the sister just kind of like says whatever the sister needs to say at the right time. Yes. Uh, I feel like halfway through writing this movie was like when he started to make Aquaman because halfway through the movie, it feels like he's using a lot of the things he learned from Aquaman, which is really funny to see. And also speaking of Aquaman, I'm fucking excited that this dude like, made a horror movie after that and didn't just become like big Hollywood director of the Aquaman cinematic universe or whatever, which is fucking awesome. You said malignance for the fans and it's, it is it a hundred percent. I think it absolutely is. Uh, and, and I mean, speaking to the, the criticism that your brother heard Stuart, I mean, I have to imagine like not a lot of fans hated this movie. In terms of, or, or I guess, I bet a lot of the criticism is from people who aren't necessarily big fans of this kind of schlocky ass horror. Yeah, I mean, it also gave me hints of I don't know if you guys have saw have seen the movie, uh, 
Dead Silence, which was one of his earlier movies, like it, it reminded me in parts of it because it is Dead Silence also has that some of that really schlocky likeness to it with some of the characters and how it comes out. Uh, gore wise too, I think that's probably his. I would say it's probably his second goriest movie. Uh, but it it's nice. I I really hope that he does keep the trend of he's willing to do these smaller movies not that this movie this movie's not small like saw this movie has a budget it's small compared to aquaman uh, like it, it, it the effects look really it's small compared to aquaman for sure but this movie definitely like when you watch it this movie does not look cheap uh and yeah i i hope he continues to make movies like this i I really was just pleasantly surprised because he could have just, like Matt said, gone on to bigger Hollywood movies or just make another Conjuring-type haunted film, which is, I think, maybe another reason for why some people are being put off by it because it's so is not it, Isn't he doing Aquaman too? Yeah. You know what's, uh, you know what's great? Uh, so there's a scene in Aquaman... <clears throat> That's like, oh, right, this is made by James Wan because it gets really fucking creepy and dark and it just looks really fucking good. And apparently, well, I mean, isn't isn't this movie called like Aquaman Deep Trench or something like that? It has something to do with the trench in, in the DC universe. Aquaman Butt Trench. Well, anyway, uh, the trench is this uh, arc in Aquaman New 52 um, and... You see the creatures from the trench in Aquaman 1, so I don't know what they're going to do, but it sounds like it's going to be a darker movie, and I think that sounds fucking exciting, especially from James Gunn. Sorry, fuck! Juan. Juan. <laughs> gotta get this fucking James <laughs> Gunn guy out of my head. Uh, you got this. You got this. No, but uh, yeah, the, the, those creatures, remember, they were supposed to get their own movie, but it got canceled. Oh, did they really? They were supposed to have a spinoff, like, DC horror film, which I would have been, like, I'd see it, just because that is, like, one of the standout scenes of the movie, but also very unnecessary, because there's really, I don't think those type creatures need a backstory, but, uh, yeah, I, I hope the next Aquaman, del he can delve a bit into his, you know, horror aesthetics more, and be a bit darker with it, because I think Aquaman has fun stuff in it, but... I think it suffers a bit with trying to appeal right. to the masses. Well, like, you appeal to the asses, am I right? Oh, hell yeah. You are out of control, man. Uh, did you know that DC did like some Conjuring comics? I just saw that not that long ago, only because there was like a special feature about, here's the first issue. I was like... It's super weird, right? Is it good? Or have you not read it? I haven't read it. I don't know that I will, uh, but... I might try. Maybe I'll maybe I'll, I'll see if reviews are good and check it out. But it's it's an interesting crossover. And does he have anything to do with it? Uh, I don't know. That's a good I question. I doubt it. I feel like he doesn't have anything think, to do with the comic. That would make me more. I feel like it's just Warner Bros. Just hey, we got a we got a horror movie script in. Let's tie it to the Conjuring universe and make it. And say James Wan is is attached. Yeah, he's the executive producer and james gunn is too scott scott snyder is one of the authors though and he's an excellent writer yeah that's that's, that's totally fair uh you know what 
it, it's it's apparently like a prequel to the devil made me do it the worst and, one uh i i yeah i liked the, the devil made one. me do it but pretty much only for ed and lorraine i mean it's not i i wouldn't say it's like a bad movie no it's, it's not it's but definitely it's the worst like above underwhelming most average horror movies that come out but it is the worst yeah i think i i and i think james wan not being the helm of that movie makes it the worst movie because i i don't know well no i think i think that one was just they were trying to make it like a james wan movie except james wan wasn't directing it so it just felt not good i wish they had the director had kind of done their own thing more yeah i agree and it it would have helped or wait for james wan to direct i also feel like the scope probably should have been smaller because i feel like that movie tries to do a lot yeah and I don't think it nails everything. I think it, it. The thing is, yeah, the the movie does a lot, but at the end of by the end of the movie, most of all the big moments that are like, you know, above like the normal with a Conjuring film are completely unnecessary and didn't need to be in the movie. Because once it comes down to the reveal of the villain and all that, you're just like, oh, so it is just kind of. I mean, it, it it's a. It, it it did not need a lot of the pizzazz, I guess, that they gave. There was that big boy in in the the mortuary. I so I that was one of my favorite scenes. That was one of my favorite yeah. scenes. But if I think about it too much, I think about how fucking weird it is. It's weird, but it it see. But that was one of the things I liked. Is like it that didn't feel like a James Wan conjuring movie. Yeah, it felt like the crooked man. It was man. so bizarre. Eh, I mean a little. In that it felt weird. It was and just a na- it was just like but it was just like a but it was just like some guy. Yeah, you know. It wasn't like some like mythical creature or something. But I don't know. It, like the movie's not terrible. It's definitely not as good as the first two, but it I think if you like the first two, it's worth a watch still. Well, I, I mean honestly, I think horror has been kind of a bummer this year uh except for like a select uh... few movies like censor and and now malignant which i loved censor but malignant i feel like is what this year needed for horror just a fun fucking movie amongst a bunch of just really boring underwhelming uh flicks yeah i think i like censor more but yeah, to I compare agree. Censor and Malignant, they're like opposite ends of the horror spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Malignant was a lot of fun. Censor was Censor was fun. I would say actually, I I yeah. liked the sort of unraveling of that story, but it was far more subdued, and there was it it was a slow burn that I feel like paid off pretty well. While Malignant was just kind of like. And now this is what's happening, and either you're going to like it or you're not going to like it. And I fucking loved it, and I see why people also didn't like it. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. Censor's a slow burn. Malignant is a full fucking sprint. <laughs> I Yeah, I still need to watch Censor. I, I actually don't think it's been a bad year for horror. I just think the better horror movies have gone mostly unnoticed, yeah, I, which I, I think is a shame. I think, I think it's been pretty disappointing in terms of like, hey, a new Saw movie. Hey, a new Purge. Hey, well, a new Conjuring. there was a new Purge. Yeah, none of them were that. None of them were like as good as anything that came before. I'm just saying like... 
Well, I think the better this year it's been more of a standout for the smaller ones. Like I think the Nighthouse was great. I thought Saint Maud. I need to see Saint Maud. Right. Uh, Saint Saint Maud came out right at the beginning of the year. There's a there's a lot of smaller horror movies that have been throughout the year that like that just didn't get a lot of notice that were really solid. Well, a lot of the big ones have been disappointing. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, uh, it's been overall. I don't know. I, I I don't. I wouldn't say this has been a great year for horror. There have been some standouts for sure. Stuart, did you see In the Earth? I haven't even heard of that. Oh, it's one that Jake and I really want to watch. Is that new? Yeah, it's a horror movie that came out this year. I think it came out earlier this summer. Uh, I feel like a lot of people didn't watch it because it's about a pandemic. Huh. No, I, I haven't. No. I've heard it was pretty good. I also, Demonic, I heard was awful. Yep. Neil Blomkamp, what's up, baby? <laughs> uh, Spiral was terrible. Spiral was so fucking disappointing. It wasn't, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, definitely wasn't good. I mean, uh, Listen, anything for Jackson I even like Chris Rock in that movie, and I thought it was terrible. Yeah. I mean, the movie is just, it's, it is a it is a saw movie in name only. Oh yeah, truthfully, yeah. like it's really not a saw movie. I mean, they connect it in like one of the most just they they connect it just in a really just narrow thin cheap. They sort literally of way, a but... character literally says, "Hey, remember the saw movies?" Well, I'm doing <laughs> Basically. that, and then and then and then make a and then Chris Rock makes a comment. That is completely false about the Saw movies. Yep. When he's like, the Jigsaw killer never targeted cops. It's like, have you fucking watched the series? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> he, guys? he very directly kidnapped a cop's son. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's like the main plot point of one of the movies. The movie, genuinely, I probably would have liked it a little bit more if it just wasn't a Saw movie. What was better, Spiral or A Quiet Place 2? Spiral was probably better. Well, Quiet Place 2 is one of like the highest rated horror films of the year. And I was like, did you watch the same movie as me? Ah, uh, man, that that's actually really hard now that I... My, my snap judgment was Spiral. But I think A Quiet Place Part 2... The... 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 Keen... What's his name? Cillian Murphy. Killian Murphy. <laughs> Killian Murphy. Yeah, Killian Murphy. <laughs> Fuck, dude, I just had a brain fart. Uh, James Gunn and the little girl. Um, no, Killian Murphy. <laughs> uh, and the the deaf girl. I thought th- their story up to when they go to the island was really good, but everything else was terrible <laughs> in that entire movie. Um, <laughs> it's a hard question to ask me, Jake. Why are you doing this? I'm, I want to watch the world burn. Yeah, you really fucking do. Well, out of the positives, I can say for Spiral, there are some good traps in it. But my problem with the traps, my pro- I don't remember the traps. I remember two of them. There were two that stood out that I was like, okay, that was like, like well done, and they had good prosthetic work with gore. I was the like, gore okay. was good, but. My problem was that, like, I the story sets it up in a way that you know no one's getting out of the traps because if they get if they escape, then the story can't move forward because of how they set it up. 
in terms of Chris Rock having his history with corrupt cops and reporting them. I mean, that's tr- I mean, it's true. I, but I mean, I, I wasn't like I mean, I like contextually, definitely not great. Yeah. But it's just like I think that some of the traps did like a solid job of what they were doing with the, like like the design of some of the traps. <laughs> well, it had one of the worst trap designs too, where literally it was like uh, to save this person, shoot the targets. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. What? <laughs> let me go. Don't miss. Shoot the target oh. and let me go, or stop me and don't shoot the target. <laughs> also, the voice changer they used for the like pig puppet in it. I thought was hilarious. Oh yes, it pulled me out every time. I thought the pig puppet on. was really I cool though. I just couldn't believe the puppet looked cool, but they destroyed it with that voice. Yeah. it made me laugh every single time. Like, it, like the fact that they were like, "This will be creepy." I just think is hilarious because yeah. it, it's it's like a really weaselly voice changer type voice, Jake. Like it's nothing like Tobin Bell's like kind of mm. dark, gruff voice. So you're just like every time it comes on, I want to play your game. <laughs> It's just really not. It's really not. It's very cartoony, uh, which I, I, I kind of liked. Yeah. It was a new take, but uh, eh, I, it didn't fit though with the rest of the movie either. Oh yeah, the darker tone, right? Because uh, the movie's fairly serious. Like I know they tried to like bring Samuel Jackson in it to add some Samuel Jacksonness to it, which I love Samuel Jackson. Don't get me wrong, but he's barely in the goddamn. Yeah, there was movie. no Samuel L. Jackson in I'm it. I'm so sick of these motherfucking traps in the motherfucking <laughs> <world>. <laughs> See, if he had that exact line, I would have gave the movie a point. He is so not Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> in the movie, though. That's a bummer. What a wasted potential. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of way. And then, like, Chris Rock, like, there's times in it where he's good. And then there's other times in it where like you're te- you can tell that he was like it sounded like throwaway stand up bits. Yeah, just there's like, this whole I'll put bit, this in the dialogue. There's this whole bit where he's like walking with his new rookie partner and talking about divorce and how his wife is gonna leave him eventually because he's a cop. It's like a, it's like for like three minutes. <laughs> it's not even like a quick conversation. It, it's so weird. <laughs> uh, Spiral's better than a quiet place too, though. I, I would watch Spiral again. I. Will never watch. I, I really want Stuart to watch again. A Quiet Place too because I know he will hate it the most out of all of us. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't say that. Maybe you guys have have just shit talked it so much. I, that I, I don't know. I I feel like you will probably really like the the Cillian Murphy stuff because that that is that is good. Like okay. I mean, I don't know if I'd say it's good, but it's entertaining. I mean, I was definitely one of the people with the first movie that I I think the movie's fine, but I definitely yeah. Thought and it was if you think if it was if not as good as people first say movie it was is. just fine, then you're gonna think this one is hot trash. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I also hate movies great. that so clearly end on a there's gonna be a sequel note not even a cliffhanger just a very like of course there's gonna be a sequel there's more coming yeah like halo 2 am i right yeah fucking halo 2 you motherfuckers well the first one ends with her like just like cocking a shotgun well that's fucking dope i mean yes and that's how that's how like all the best games end doesn't (laughs) doom 2016 and games this well i mean games we're talking about halo Oh, I, thought we were I brought up oh, Halo. Sorry, I, I threw a wrench in it because I brought up Halo 2. Because Halo 2 has, like, in my opinion, one of the most <laughs> infamous, like, cliffhanger endings of all time where it's literally like, oh, 
we're about to get to the climax and then they're just like chief what are you doing finishing this fight and then it just cuts the credits right and it's like oh wait what yeah right oh no i was uh, mad i was but i was talking about like the first quiet place with her cock and the shotgun yeah, yeah and and now that i think about it the first halo does not have a cocking shotgun ending no, it does not that's why i was that's why i was confused yeah <laughs> i was very confused that's why i was like i mean it's him. i guess halo yeah, it's, has a Master there will be a sequel him in a ending. Ship. The, the halo <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i still have high hopes for though i'm really excited for last night in soho i am i'm excited it looks that, yeah me too i hope that movie's good I mean, Edgar Wright, has Edgar Wright done a horror film before? I don't know if this is even considered horror, but it seems like it's... I don't know. It looks like it's going to yeah. at least have horror elements. Well, yeah, I mean, the Cronado trilogy is all kind of based in horror. It's like horror tr- uh, comedy. I mean... It's horror comedy, yes. absolutely. I mean, Hot Fuzz only in well, maybe the cult violence. Stuff, well, I, I mean, like Hot Fuzz kinda... is 100% a horror, Well, like... It it sets up. It's it's very much like teasing the cult stuff throughout the entire movie with like the the giallo. That's a movie that is very giallo in nature. The black glove killer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess that's I guess that's fair. I I, I God, guess I love just, that movie. That's a four K Blu Ray. I, I love Hot Fuzz yeah. too. I just I guess I just don't view view it through that lens as much just because of where it goes with it and the cult stuff but it no it's it's i love hot fuzz i i hot fuzz is 100 percent my favorite movie yeah because, well um, i always think of it as the best silent hill movie because of the cult stuff even though there aren't <laughs> like monsters but i i will i will say the first silent film uh, silent uh, silent film movie uh, the very first silent film is fantastic i loved it revolutionary um, no fantastic in every way um no uh, so the first silent hill movie it's a horrible movie but it is so entertaining yeah it is I so agree. cheesy and it's actually like but, pretty good at like translating like, it to a movie for, for for people who are always like oh, every video game movie like shit like that goes in line with the, like the doom movie for me where it's like it's so bad but it's so entertaining my favorite part of the doom movie was the first person section that's a well done section but that movie has so many great one-liners and like the cast itself is actually really good it's like rosen carl urban the rock uh it's like it's so fun like it's now it's absolutely other than that sequence nothing like the games but as far as like a sci-fi action movie i i i love it it's so goddamn cheesy. Like just the rock. There's a scene. He jumps down to Carl Urban because they're like in the same squad and they're about to have like a fight. Spoilers for Doom. And the rock goes like, uh, he like jumps down at the end because he's like kind of turning into one of the monsters and he's like Semper Fi, motherfucker. <laughs> and then he just proceeds to just go at him and it's just it's so cheesy, but I love it. I love it. But Silent Hill, go. Stuart, did fun you play Doom well. twenty sixteen and Eternal? I did. I finally yeah, went through them, and I love those them. Those games are so good. I, I just love. It's just like basically like the beginning of the Eternals. Just like go yeah. out and kill everything. It's like ah, will do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Silent Hill. What kind of video Silent game Hill? movies or something? Uh, we, I don't know. 
video game movies, right? Yeah, no, Silent Hill though. I d- I do. No, we we were talking about Hot Fuzz, and I said because of the cult, it reminds me of Silent Hill. Uh, right, okay, right, okay, yes. Okay. Uh, just went on to a tangent about. Yeah. Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, bring up video <laughs> games around Stuart. He always thinks of the video Doom game movies. movies. Doom movies, a fun movie. Have you seen it, Matt? Yeah, of course I have. It's. Are you gonna tell me you don't enjoy it? No, it's fun. I just, it's I said so it was up. Fun. You're, it's it's such an up our alley movie. Yeah, it's, it's great, and it's just ridiculous. I love it so when he ridiculous. looks in the mirror. It's the best fucking part of that movie. Forget that about the mo- shooting that... afterwards. Yeah, him looking no, that... in the mirror is the best fucking part. There's so there's like cool action sequences in it, and it's it's gory enough like to, to be like. Because the Doom games, I mean, as everyone knows, are extremely gory. Like, it definitely isn't to that level, but there's enough where it's like, okay, I could buy into this. This Like, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I think that was, like, one of the, it was, like, that and Faster, like, uh, the last of The Rock, like, R-rated Before he became every family's favorite actor. Before he became, like, right. Um, it was, but, yeah, no. Doom's fun in silent hill i i heard this i i i don't even i think i actually even saw the second silent hill but i don't remember it which tells me it probably wasn't as fun but yeah. look at look at classic doom guy you're gonna tell me carl urban is not <laughs> the perfect actor for him hell yeah dude so dude, i love carl Ur- yeah he's carl awesome great i'll take him in anything i can get honestly i'll, I'll do it again because i think we brought it up before Dread, one of the best movies ever. Yeah, man. Uh, Action movies go. I, that I actually haven't just, seen he's, Dread. He's the I'm best not... part of the MCU. I know. You need to watch. That's what Dread. I've heard. It's 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 America's raid. That's what I've heard, and it's phenomenal. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it's it's not as martial arts heavy, but it's oh no, great. but it's just like a simple two cops going into a building, clearing it out. It justifies slow-mo in a way that it's no movie has and ever and it's and looks, awesome it actually looks good it doesn't like take away from it yeah it's it's nice. fucking excellent uh lena hetty is in it cersei or she is? Her name is she's she's a great villain in that as well she's a she's a sympathetic villain but also a complete fucking uh, evil <laughs> yeah hag that deserves what she gets <laughs> yeah but but she she has like a, she's not just a villain who's just straight evil. She has a sympathetic. She has backstory. a background and yeah yeah yes. and uh, it's good it's good. Uh, the the big thing oh fuck I forgot what it was we were saying. talking about last night in Soho. Oh um, yeah man the the one thing I did want to say about it and I know Matt you're not as big but I don't I, so far Edgar Wright I have not disliked any of his movies. Baby Driver is my least favorite, but I still liked Baby Driver. I didn't dislike Baby Driver. I just oh, I thought you weren't a fan. It's of like it. a solid three out of five for me. Like, it's fine, but like from Edgar Wright, I wanted more. Right. I mean, it's it's. I wanted I, to see Kevin Spacey kiss Baby Driver on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that's how he got that role. We shall go upstairs. We shall oh go my upstairs. god, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Yeah, him saying "come upstairs with babies" probably not. Something oh my god! It it's uh, that movie makes me sweat when I watch it because of Kevin Spacey. I don't think I'll ever watch that movie again. Like I remember enjoying it enough in theaters, but I don't think I'll ever be able to watch that movie again. Like not even because like 
Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's not even the Kevin Spacey. I, I mean, thing. I think it's the timing. Like, it's like I, I could probably still watch American Beauty and like other Kevin Spacey films, but I think just the timing of that movie was so weird that it's a tough one to rewatch. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I saw it before. I feel before I I did too. Yeah, I went to a movie theater before, and then I feel like a week later, they took him out of that other movie and replaced him with Christopher Plummer last minute. Right. They like <laughs> oh, literally, man. and then Christopher Plummer got yeah, an, got an Emmy or a, a a nomination. He Christopher Plummer got an Oscar. And they literally yeah. like that movie was supposed to come out, and they delayed it a couple months so he could reshoot. Does so they could reshoot all the scenes with him? Mark Wahlberg was like, "I'm not going to do reshoots. What's huh? you pay me? Do resho- where's, where's where's Spacey? Apparently, he's the only one that was like, "You need to pay me if you want me to reshoot." And I'm like, "You know what? I mean, I, to I don't be fair, it's extra work. I'd be I, pissed yeah. if I had to go reshoot a movie. Yeah, no. I mean, especially I I don't know. I didn't see the movie, but I I I I don't know. From the trailers, it looked like his interactions with Kevin Spacey would be a." a, a good part of the movie so you never know might have been a lot more work than people think yeah and kevin spacey's been relegated to italy <laughs> he has the well, italian he's, in, movies. He's, he's filming a movie right yeah an italian movie right okay does he know italian i uh, i don't know man i i think he's just speaking english honestly buongiorno uh, just expect his next weird, creepy Christmas video, uh, which will always release in the States because YouTube is here. I bet you thought, I bet you thought I was gone. God, that was <laughs> his fuck. That was Listen, so weird. <laughs> they're so bizarre. Think so whatever bizarre. you want about the allegations, but you cannot say he was innocent after those weird ass YouTube God, videos. I forgot about those. <laughs> those are like, ser- those are like videos you'd find in a serial killer's basement. Yes. That like just never got released. That he like recorded it and he was like, "Hey, I shouldn't release these." But he released them. Yeah, if he had any sense. <laughs> oh, he released them. <laughs> they, they went everywhere. There was I a while where he a was merry, like, "Merry Christmas." Yeah, man, fucking weird. It's so weird. He's such a fucking weirdo. And my favorite. Then, well, not my favorite because what he did is horrible. But when he, I shouldn't be laughing. I'm sorry, guys. But that it's just so goddamn bonkers when you think about yes. it. Is when like the allegations and everything came out, and then he that he was like, you know what? Now's the time. I'm gay. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. The allegations <laughs> came out, and, and like, then what, instead dude? of like, you're not being like confronted because you might be gay. Well, he That's took it as issue. he took it as like the way he acted was as if he was like, now is my time to like stand up and represent the gay community and be applauded for it. <laughs> and he's like, "That's right, everybody." I'm gay. It's like, no, dude, you fucking tried to make out with a fucking teenager at a party. <laughs> he, may as, he may as well have just come out and said, like, shit, I did it. God. I mean, what a <laughs> like, that was just bizarre. Like, it was so I'm wondering weird. if, like, his real life is just like a, like, he actually is an alien, like, from K-Pax. Well, I feel like that, that whole Kevin Spacey thing kind of preluded the like imagine celebrity video in the way that like celebrities don't really understand how real life is because Kevin Spacey's YouTube videos and his behavior seemed like 
completely fucking alien, and that Imagine video seems completely could, fucking alien in a way you imagine that if he you... was in that video. <laughs> he got to <laughs> sing imagine the last verse. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so fucked up. Uh, just blank staring at the camera. Yeah, some celebrities just don't realize <laughs> that they are like people too, and just because they've got this like fame they're not going to be like excused for shit but man it's fucking it, really fucking weird uh, i mean some of it's definitely very much a like i don't i mean like i don't know how to go on without like reaching out for some sort of attention. oh it's narcissism especially for in, sure especially in his case like that was I was shocked when I was like, he released a video after all this shit. I would have disappeared off the fucking earth. Well, it's the same reason <laughs> that like OJ Simpson shit. has a Twitter account where he posts videos and talks to his fans. <laughs> and it's like, eh, if I got away with murder, I would not be on fucking Twitter. I'd be hiding the rest of my life. <laughs> but Matt, the glove didn't fit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, but speaking of uh, O.J. Simpson, uh, we're almost at the end of the episode, so... Naked Gun. Great movie. Great but... movie. And he's hilarious in it. Um, <laughs> the Speaking of O.J. Simpson... with the compliments to O.J. Simpson's acting. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, whatever. We, we don't need to get in, into it with O.J. Simpson. It's Watch the ESPN documentary. It's, it's excellent. Um, so, yeah, speaking of O.J. Simpson, uh, one of the... One of our favorite comedians ever um, used to have some uh, really fucking excellent jokes about OJ uh, back when he was uh, on SNL doing the weekend update and uh, and throughout his career, even even spanning into a a whole twelve minute joke about how uh, how he wouldn't kill a woman, but if he did. Um, and that's Norm Macdonald, and uh, Norm Macdonald passed away, and uh, we were, re I mean, I was really torn up about it. Um, I know you guys were both pretty, pretty, you know, affected by it. Uh, De definitely a day killer. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I basically just watched videos of him all day. He, he has been around since <clears throat> we were kids. I mean, I... I fucking knew who he was when I saw Billy Madison. Like that that's how early he was in my life. And he uh he was one of the best there ever was when it came to comedy and not a hugely known comedian in mainstream spaces. Probably most recognized as like cameos in Adam Sandler movies, but when it came to comedy, hugely respected and, and maybe one of the most respected comedians of all time. Uh, and I, and I love Norm and, uh, he, he made, uh, me proud to be a Canadian whenever he made a joke about us. And, uh, I'll never forget. Uh, he came on Canadian, uh, news once to talk to his sister-in-law cause his brother-in-law and sister-in-law are both like pretty big journalists up here in Canada and he was basically talking about um, how how political jokes are like pretty weak and softball in terms of just you can just say anything and get a laugh if you make fun of a president. And um, he, you know, he always cared about comedy in in a huge way, 
where I, I feel like he had cancer for nine years and he didn't tell anyone. I'm, I'm sure he told his family and his family knew, but uh, he cared so much that he didn't want people to think about anything else but the jokes he was telling. And even if those jokes were five minutes long and you had no idea where the fuck they were going because they were just so rambly and ridiculous. And then the punchline was just the dumbest thing in the world. Uh, he he really cared about, you know, nailing that and making sure that it was just you and the joke. So I'll fucking miss him, man. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys want to say anything, but I, I know this is... We, 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 we deal in comedy in this show, so I wanted to pay respects to someone who's just deeply influential to me. And, uh, and I, I love Norm a fucking lot. I just wanted to, uh, to, to mention him at the end of the show here. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot to add. I just, I think he's hilarious. I think his jokes were some of my favorite. And I think the thing I loved most about his comedy was that it was so easy to share with people, I guess, because he, he challenges I would say a lot of people like uh, just in terms of the way they think, but I feel like he does it in a way that's hard not to just laugh and kind of get on board with whatever he's saying or, or just kind of like take it in and, and enjoy it. And, and I feel like that's, you know, that's important if you're a comedian, but it's hard to do that really well. And he was one of those people who did it really well. One of my favorite things was he did like, God, what was it? He did like, these youtube he did like he hosted like a youtube award show and he's just like wearing sweatpants (laughs) and just didn't give a shit and all these like dumb youtubers were dressed up in these super nice clothes and people are like so do you think normally he's like yeah i don't know i don't care (laughs) so good who is this person holy shit are you a fucking magician I, the thing with like Sarah Silverman, she's like, "Thanks for dressing up, Norm." And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Hey, thanks, Sarah, man." And he's like, "That's like the hundredth fucking time that joke's been said tonight." Yeah. <laughs> I uh, love. I, I think Jeff Ross said, uh, "Oh, oh, thanks, Norm. I got this suit at Forever Forty One. It was just a fucking excellent fucking show." Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna um, watch some of his stand up after this episode. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, uh, no, I, I, I mean, I agree with like everything that, like, like Matt and you guys said. Uh, I mean, Norm, for me, Norm is my favorite comedian, and he probably will remain just because, yeah, he's been a part of my life for a long time. Uh, he had that ability to tell a joke that if anybody else said it, it oh, would yeah, not for be sure. Funny. And he, and he does this thing where he will drive a joke into the fucking ground and it makes it just that much funnier. And yeah, he, he, I mean, like for me, like I, I, I genuinely, like I have him like on in the background all the time just to kind of like keep mood up. Cause he's just like, I, I can watch his stand up just as easily as I could watch him just in a, interview whether it be for like a news station or on a late night show because his just being interviewed he's he's funny like he's just naturally funny and uh yeah i mean one of the best days like genuinely like i'll ever have like my brother um i i was having a bit of a down period in life we'll just leave it at that and 
as a surprise, he had bought me tickets to go see Norm. Um, and so it was like this unexpected thing. So we went and it was just the, f- it was, I, I was crying from laughing. Like it was just the funniest show and his banter with the audience and the fact that he has this sense in him. Like he just didn't, I love the fact that he didn't care what people thought about what he said. Like he would say things that are just so inappropriate and he'd say them in like the worst places, but it was for a laugh. And you could tell it was never something like he would do out of like being like, oh, I'm going to just be controversial or mean. It's because he just knew it'd be just weird enough that it's funny. Like the whole thing on The View when he just kept bringing up the joke about Bill Clinton killing people. Yeah. (laughs) Like everyone there is so uncomfortable and like we got to move on and he just will not drop it. And it's just hilarious. Like and, and you can just tell like he... He just, he thrived in that awkwardness, you know? So for me, I, I, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, uh, cancer's a horrible thing. Uh, I, I absolutely, you know, respect that he decided not to even like bring it up because he didn't want it to impact his comedy or how people viewed him. I, I definitely do res- respect that point of view with it. Um, but man, it, he taken far too soon. Yeah, it's... Man, it is uh, not something you expect to see. And uh, especially for someone who is only 61 years old. And still, the thing that I thought was crazy is that you you look at his most recent stuff and he's still fucking hilarious. And it's like a lot of comedians just kind of lose it when they get hit a certain like age age and fame and all that stuff and he never did he fucking nailed it every fucking day until he died and no really i mean he also if you look some people have been posting some of the cameos that he did for fans oh yeah i didn't know he was in fairly odd parents Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he did a voice. For, I can't remember the he, character. He did a bunch of animation him. stuff. He he was in Mike Tyson mysteries. Oh, his by the way, his performance as Pigeon is probably one of the funniest, if not the funniest. Oh yeah, voiceovers ever. Uh, it, it, he's it's so good <laughs> for anyone who hasn't watched Mike Tyson's mysteries. You could even just watch a compilation of Pigeon. It is so funny. Uh, uh he 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 has some really great stuff with Mike Tyson. Uh. His interviews with him too are great. Yeah, he he was in Family Guy. He he played Death before uh, Death sucked. He was the first Death voice, and uh, man, yeah, he 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 had a great voice. He had a fucking awesome fucking voice for that stuff. You you knew it was him the moment he started speaking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but it is and, it and is good. Don't forget Dirty Work, which. Oh, I, Dirty Work. Uh, How that isn't r- lauded as a fucking classic alongside like Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison, I don't know, man. But I, I, th- I think it's got a bit of a, it's become a cult following type. Yeah, I, for sure. I've noticed more people bringing it up, even be- like before this, like people would just randomly bring that movie up, which I was happy to see because I remember I watched it with Zach a, a long time ago, and like no one knew that movie like existed, at least out of the group people we'd talk with about it, because they'd be like, "Oh, what funny movies you like?" It's like, "Ah, oh, you know, like Dumb and Dumber, Dirty Work, and stuff like that." And it's like, "What the hell's Dirty Work?" It's like, check out Dirty Work. Yes, Dirty Work is, and there's some good cameos in there. Chris Farley's got a really funny little role in it. Oh yeah, 
Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a fucking excellent movie. Yeah, and, but um, goddamn, yeah, no, but it was just also you know because some people when they go through like especially I I don't know if he went through treatment or anything for cancer. I'm assuming he did because he's had it for nine years, but um his uh yeah i was watching some of the like cameos he was making for people and you just i mean you he's you could tell he's lost weight and stuff so that kind of goes in with it as far as cancer goes like i know with chadwick boseman they had the same thing because he also kept it away from everybody uh but if you watch those norm like videos from not that long ago he does not seem sick he's very joyous he's laughing he's norm and that's I, you know, some people when they get to that ending point are not jovial and are not happy. And to see that he was still, you know, joking around with people and stuff like that just kind of speaks to his character. Yeah, totally. Uh, love you, Norm. Thank you for, for everything you have done. Rest in peace. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll miss you, man. But that's all that'll get you, a heart attack or a cancer. That's the other thing, you know. My Uncle Bert, he's my great uncle, but we call him Uncle Bert. He got bowel cancer now. He's, uh, he's dying of it, you know. And, uh, or like uh, some people like to say, now they, see, in the old days, a man could just get sick and die, you know. Now they have to wage a battle. <laughs> so, so my Uncle Bert is waging a battle. A courageous battle, <laughs> which I've seen because I go and visit him, and this is the battle. He's lying in a hospital bed with a thing in his arm watching Matlock on the TV. <laughs> Instead of that battle, I, I got him the box set of Matlock. And... But it's not his fault. What the fuck's he supposed to do? Oh, I got you. <laughs> It's just a black thing in his bowel. And the reason I don't like it is because in the old days, they go, hey, that old man died. Now they go, hey, he, he lost his battle. That's no way to end your life, you know? What a loser that guy was. Last thing he did was lose. He was waging a brave battle, but at the end, I guess he got kind of cowardly was what happened. And then the bowel cancer, it got brave. You got to give it to the bowel cancer. You know, they were in a battle. And then, what the fuck? And I'm pretty sure, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure if the cancer dies, I mean, if you die, the cancer also dies at exactly the same time. So that, to me, it's not a loss, that's a draw. That's a, you know what I mean? It's not like fucking, the cancer's gonna jump up and go, ah, I'm fucking Uncle Bert's wife. Where is he? I won fair and square. This where he works? Hi, name's Cancer, how are you? Where do I, you just throw me to my cubicle. Bowel, first name is Bowel. Oh, man, I wouldn't have no brave battle when I'm fucking dying, I'll tell you this, because I'm not brave. So when the fucking sickle of death is over my goddamn neck, I'm going to be so cowardly. I'm, you know, I'm afraid of going on Ferris wheels and shit. You know? I'm not going to be brave. 
I don't care how old I am. I'll be 94. I'll be like, oh, please, oh. Take my grandson. Oh, he's young and fresh. I'd gladly make a deal with the devil if there's any... I've read that in literature. Anything, please.